What's up, guys? Welcome back, friends. Reporting live, as always. And of course, today the topic is girl talk slash girl code 101. So I got a lot of questions about like relationships and like just different stuff like that. So we talked about doing a weekly that was just going to be girl talk. It was just going to be the questions that came in. And I really just wanted to give you like general advice. So whether you're in a relationship or not, it can kind of, you can even kind of apply this to like business and friendships and stuff like that. Like you should have standards. So I'm going to help you. We're going to go through a couple, like 10 commandments of like, okay, this is how you know he's not into you. And then 10 standard commandments. Like here's your standards. Like make sure you set those in life. Maybe your dad didn't tell you. Maybe your mom didn't show you. Let me help you lead the way. Um, it's so important to hold yourself to the highest level. I don't know why people are afraid to do that man or female. It doesn't matter. It's all about energy. We all have different energies, masculine, feminine energy. I talk about that all the time. So of course, everybody's relationship vibe is always going to be different, but you should always have like the most love and respect for yourself. So I'm just saying you got to set the standard and if it's, and I've never, by the way, heard of a standard too high. You know, I have people write in all the time, like, am I just setting my standard too high? No, don't even question that. So anyways, never, ever lower your standard for anybody in friendships and business in life and partnerships, make them come up and get it. They will, if they really want it, they will. So let's get into our card, which is support. I surround myself with supportive people who believe in my dreams. And of course, we're going to do the topic. We'll get into the three questions at the end. But I feel like I need to elaborate. I feel like I always do that. But it's so important to surround yourself with people that believe in the beauty of your dreams. Think about it. People are always so happy to have you support their life and their dreams and their goals. But then sometimes you want to start something or you want to venture out. And people are like, I'm not really seeing it. The point is, you don't have to see the vision. You just have to kind of support it, trust in it. Everybody's different. Everybody has different goals. And I feel like it's so important to just hold space. I get this question a lot, not just with relationships, but especially friendships. So there comes a time where maybe you're going through your own soul searching journey. We've all been there. Like, this is what the support card is like bringing out in me now. Now we're talking about spirituality, but it's true. I've had a lot of people reach out about like toxic friendships or toxic relationships. And what I can tell you is that the most important thing in life, no matter what happens, no matter how blurred your vision gets, just hold space and be loving and be giving. That's really the only advice I have for that. So if you have had a friend for like 20 years and now you're growing, quote unquote, and this happens. Maybe you're just growing out of different habits that you don't have anymore. Maybe you're trying to get into the gym and they still want to, you know, go out to eat every meal and it's not working for you. I've had that question come up. I've had people stop drinking alcohol and stop going out and all their friends do all their friends do it. So here's what I'm going to say. Support is just leaving space. So if there is space there to be supportive and respectful of each other, I don't think you need to just cut that relationship. But I do believe that when you shift, you can have a different outlook on that relationship. So it's really up to you. But I would just say that surrounding yourself with people that support you 
and believe in you is the most important. It never matters like what they do for work, how much money they make, if they have habits that you don't necessarily have. I don't know that that even has a huge impact if the love and the respect and the support is there. So I'm just saying, surround yourself with people who are supportive, people that believe in your dreams. I had that question come up a lot about toxic relationships, and I understand. I've been there. But I'm telling you that sometimes the toxic, like the, sometimes the toxic view is actually just a reflection of you. And you just can't see it yet because you're moving through your own shadowy self. And so everything else looks really dark because you're moving through your own darkness. So when you come out to the end of the light, you might actually see, wow, maybe I just wasn't seeing that person in the best light. Maybe I was just highlighting their bad traits because that's what I'm doing to myself. I'm trying to fix my own bad habits. So now I look at everybody else's. Do you know what I'm saying? Life is always a reflection. So just be supportive of people. Everyone's going to be in different stages. Sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down, but that should never impact, you know, who you keep around, you know, you shouldn't be like, well, I have a standard for my friends and it's all the way up here. It's like, as long as it's real, authentic, it's loving, it's supportive, you know, keep those people around. So anyways, let's get into our topic, which I'm like so excited. Welcome to Friday. Grab your wine, grab your coffee, put your hands through the sunroof, whatever you're doing. Let's just get into it. So first of all, had so many questions. We're going to get into them at the end, but I have so many people. Some people are like going through divorce. Some people are like asking me about dating. Some people are writing in the funniest stories. So I do just have to say, I'm so excited about this. This is, this is like better than just introducing yourself. I used to be like, Hey guys, DM me, make sure you say hello. Now I literally am obsessed with the stories. Like it's become like a hobby. I see the little bell on my phone go off when like somebody has like emailed me or is trying to chat through the website. And I'm like, I get so excited. So anyways, chelseaswiftblog.com. If you're not on there, it's skinny drinks, it's blogs, but now I really just want you to contact me, hit me up. Let me know your relationship. Everybody's different. Some people have been married for a hundred years. Some people have never had a boyfriend. Like, I just want to hear what's going on. Like, what's up? What's going on? And I feel like I'm the perfect person. Stop. I'm the perfect person to give you advice because I don't chase. I attract and I have a high standard of who I will fucking date. And I feel like you should too. You should always have a standard of who you even want around you. Never mind like taking you out on a date or you like you don't get to kiss me, dude. Like, who are you? You have to know somebody before that happens. And I'm just throwing it out there like, I don't know. I think it comes from like my germophobic type of behavior where I just feel like everyone is a germ. So stop. I have OCD like real bad with cleaning. And I was like this in college. People would be like, what is wrong with you? Like, why don't you like go out with that guy? Why don't you like hook up with that guy? I'm like, ew, 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 turn it off. Like I can't because all I see is germs. I don't really know you. So you look like bacteria. So anyways, guys, Sometimes people can look real good on the outside and like they got weird shit going on in the inside. And I'm just saying that like, that's what I look at. I look at energy. I don't really see like anything else. I just look at energy. Are we vibing? If not, get the fuck out of here. So anyways, let me help you with this. Let me help you with the vibe. But I do have to give you 10 commandments, obviously. And then we're going to get into 10 standard girl code like 
get your fucking popcorn. So let's go. 10, he's not into you commandments. So because so many people reached out about, I don't know, in quarantine and we were talking and then he ghosted me and then this happened. Let me help you. Number one, he's not into you if he's not asking you out. This is like the first number one blatant thing. I don't care if you guys like met on Instagram. I don't care if COVID was going down and you had to like socially distance. Like if he's not asking you out, because he can ask you out and be like, hey, when the world opens up, do you want to go out for a picnic? Like it doesn't even matter what he wants to do. When the world opens up, do you want to go out for drinks? Do you want to go out for an app? If he's not asking you out or he's not trying to like make a plan with you, he's not into you. I know this sounds bad. And honestly, there's a very small exception because I have this question for later. We'll get into it in a second. But even in that question, my advice is like, it's a very small, small, small percent of guys or women, depending on your relationship, that are going to be like too shy to go for it. I mean, I understand it's all about energy, but I'm telling you right now, it's a very small percent of situations. It's like we hear things like that, like, well, he was too shy, so she asked him out, and now they're married. And it's like, don't compare your life, which is why I'm going to give you standards today. Don't compare your life and lower your standards based on an imaginary story that you heard from, like, this girl's cousin's friend. What the fuck? No. If he's not asking you out, he's probably not into you. If you really want to be sure, just be like, hey, how come you're not asking out? And then he might be like, because I, I don't really want to ask you out. And then you know your answer. But I'm telling you right now, the commandment of 10 commandments, he's not into you. How do you know he's not into you? He's not asking you out. Or she's not asking you out is what it is. Number two, he's not calling you or texting you or DMing you. I'm telling you, so many girls will like DM somebody and like, okay, that didn't work. So I'm going to like, I'm going to post this picture to like get his attention. And let me tell you right now, if you take anything from this podcast, let me help you. Men chase, okay? Women attract. So why are you chasing him? Pause. Attract. You don't need to put out pictures and like go through all. Don't waste your energy trying to get somebody's attention. If if you don't get their attention, you don't have their attention. Don't try to get it. Don't try to like fish for him now. Like I'm going to fish. I'm going to get his attention. It, let me tell you right now. I know girls that have done this. Like, okay, he's definitely not into me. Stop. I've had friends in college do this. He's not into me. So I'm going to post a pic with this guy. And then guys are just the type of people that like to win. It's just, it's embedded in them. They like games. And not only do they like games, but they want to win the game. So if at any point they're like, well, this chick's kind of into me, I'm not really into her. And then they see you happy. Of course, they're going to slide up into your DMs. Why? Because that's what they do. They like to just chase around and, and play. So what I'm saying is don't be that level of attraction. Like, why would you want to attract that? Do you know what I'm saying? Like if you post a picture with a guy to make another guy jealous, like that's who you're attracting. You're attracting that guy that doesn't want to actually see you happy. Like, oh, now you have his fucking attention. Like, please, if he's not calling you, if he's not texting you, if he's not DMing you, if he's not laughing at the meme you sent him, bye, slide him on out of your DMs. There's so many DMs in the sea, people. No, I'm just kidding. Number three, he's not dating you. This is like the biggest thing that I used to tell my friends in college. Like, he's not dating you. Like, nobody's dating anybody. 
Nobody's dating anybody. It's like you meet someone, you're having drinks, you think they're like Mr. Wonderful. But the reality is like, look at the shithole that we live in right now. We live in college. College is the worst place to try to date anybody ever unless they are exactly out of college. That's why all college girls date guys that are out of college because it just doesn't work. If he's not dating you, he's not into you. And that's the thing. If you are okay with the fact that he's probably not going to date you, then that's your standard and that's what you're going to deal with in college. But what I would say is keep your standard high and only be with people that are going to date you. Yes. Take you out on a date, couple dates, just get to know them. Hey, what's up? How are you? You have to know people. That's the other thing. Somebody can look really nice, but if you go on a date with them and it's weird, the vibe's weird. You're like, he's really hot, but like it's not clicking. Why would you want to be with somebody like that? So number three, he's just not, he's just not into you if he's not dating you. The other thing is number four, if he's dating or hooking up with somebody else, this is like, again, I feel like because we have so many college girls that listen, like, listen up. If he's dating this girl in that sorority and he's buying Uggs for that girl in that sorority, Again, I say, why would you even want to put yourself in the middle of that game? Men in general like to chase. They like that, that the, the unknown type of thing. If you just put it out there and like, oh yeah, like, and you start chasing him, he already knows that he basically has you on a hook. So he's going to run and chase after like all these other cats. Like he doesn't even notice you because you're the one chasing him. So the next time you feel like doing that, just remember that if he's running around looking at all these other girls, hooking up with other girls, dating other girls. That's just who he is. He's playing the game. And unless you want somebody like that, what I would say is step out of the lane. Don't play that game at all. Go into your own lane and set your own standard. But if you're wondering, if you're curious, you're like, well, he's been dating this girl and he's like, he's hooking up with her, but like, he doesn't seem happy. It's like, you're not a qualified therapist to be like analyzing this guy. I know you think you are, but no. You don't get to say like, he's probably not like, you don't know what goes on behind closed doors. He's probably telling that girl, like, I love you so much. You're the moon and the stars. And then pretending like guys are fucking weird. Trust me. So anyways, if he's not dating you, he's hooking up with somebody else. He's not into you, period. Number six, if he doesn't want to marry you. So this is a huge one. And I even went through this myself. I talk about my breakup all the time, but this is like a commandment. Like he's not into you if. And I'm telling you right now, this happened to me in my real life. I was like, you know, we talk about it. I'm not going to get too much into it, but we hit a certain milestone where it's like, we should be talking about it. You know, we should be talking about, do we want kids? How many do we want? You know? And when that conversation wasn't going very well, I just realized like, dude, if you don't want to marry me, then you're not that into me. And so I even did this in my real life. So if you are afraid right now, you're like, oh my God, Chelsea, like I've been with him for eight years. He's still not marrying me. Dump him. That's what I did. I was like, oh, you don't want to marry me? I'll fucking marry myself. I had no time for that shit. Have no time for that. You can love someone, respect them, want the best for them. But guess what? You need to love, respect, and want the best for yourself too. So remember that I've actually been through this and it will work out if you listen to me. And here's how it's going to work out. He's either going to go date somebody else and pull the same shit, date her for eight years, not marry her because that's his style. Or he'll be like, oh my God, I just lost 
the best thing in my life and he'll get it to he'll get it together. But let me tell you right now, number six, ladies, I see so many girls doing this, putting their own standard on the back burner. If he doesn't want to marry you, he's not into you. I'm sorry, but it's true. So maybe you're not his dream girl. I don't know. You don't know. Only way you're going to know is if you dump him. And I'm telling you, it's never a waste of time. So he's either going to get it together or he's just going to go date somebody else and do the same shit to her. So don't put yourself in that situation. If he's not marrying you, if he's not. And here's the other thing. Marrying somebody is very expensive. I feel I say it all the time. I feel bad for the guy. He's going to plan it. Now it's turned into this thing where like he needs to make sure you have a manicure. I mean, it's come down to like, oh, my God, does she have a manicure? Do we have a photographer? Like it's turned into a, like a fucking ceremony. So I get it. It's a lot for a guy to take in. So I'm saying if you've been dating a year, two years, even three, like just relax. Like as long as he is giving you not just the indications, but the verbal confirmation, like, yes, I want to marry you. It will be happening in the future. You're fine. But if you talk about it and he's not even giving you confirmation, that's a really bad sign. So I'm telling you from experience, he is just not that into you if he doesn't want to marry you. If he's not saying it to you, if he's not planning it, if he's not doing it, you need to take that as a sign. I did. He got it together. But I'm telling you right now, it was the only way to actually move things along in my own personal life and keep my standard and self-respect. It was like, all right, now I look fucking stupid. So you do too. And I'm going to go now. Um, number, Number six. He only wants to see you when he's drunk. So he's just not that into you. I actually, this is so funny, um, only because this is like every college guy's move ever. They, It's like they're either, and here's what I'm going to say. College guys are just, they're insecure. They're just learning how to play the field. They've just learned how to slightly manipulate a woman. So I feel like college guys are just, a. they're like a little man-child breed of a of an actual player. So anyways, in college, they do this thing where they're like still learning how to do like manipulation. So they will get drunk and like feel like, oh, I'm going to like go see this girl. Anyways, don't see any guy when he's drunk ever, especially if you're just starting to talk to him. Who the fuck are you? Sober the fuck up and then give me a call like an adult. Don't ever let some little frat boy, man-child, text you when he's drunk and think that he's going to come hang out with you. Are you fucking serious? And I get it. In college, everyone's drinking. Everybody's having fun. That's different. That's different. If you're at a party, if you're at a barbecue and you're like, yo, what's up? What's Liddy? That's fine. Everybody's hanging out. But if you are at your sorority house or your apartment or your dorm room and insert douchebag here, texts you drunk and wants to hang out and it's the, and he only does that or he only wants to see you when he's drunk, ignore. Don't even read it. Don't even open it. Just completely delete it. That's what that deserves. So I'm telling you, he's not into you if he only wants to see you drunk. Because a guy that's really into you wants to make a good first impression, right? He wants to talk to you. He wants to get to know you. You can only do that when you're sober. So I'm telling you right now, that's a big red flag. I used to go through that all the time in college with my friends. They'd be like, but he wants to come over. I'm like, it's one o'clock in the morning. Duh. He's a little dog. Of course he wants to come over. Like tell him to fuck off. So anyways, <laughs> stop. Number seven, if he or she keeps breaking up with you, I actually, to be honest with you, I see girls do this more 
than guys, or at least I used to see this happen more in the girl world, I guess, because that's the world I was in. But in college, like if somebody keeps breaking up with you, like I had a friend that her boyfriend kept breaking up with her on the weekends. And the only reason it made me laugh is her boyfriend was in college and she was in high school. So he kept breaking up. He would, he would basically be with her during the week. So like, I don't know what was happening at his college during the week, but he was clearly studying and busy and he would call her all week. And then like clockwork, they would get into a fight, a fight on Thursday or Friday. And all of a sudden they're broken up for the weekend. And I'm like, you don't think this is a coincidence? You don't think there's like a, a, a deeper meeting here? Like, and she totally didn't get it. And I'm like, dude, he's breaking up with you so he can do whatever he wants and doesn't have to feel guilty. Like this is his way of not feeling like he's cheating on you, but he like is. So break up with him. Anyway, she ended up doing it, but I'm telling you, he's not into you if he keeps breaking up with you. The next one, number eight. These are commandments, people. These are, this is real. This is a hundred percent. Any guy that's listening is like, wow, what a bitch. She's telling all our secrets. Like I grew up with three boys. I know the game better than any man knows the game. I know how to play. So the thing is you should not play with people's emotions. And when you're not into somebody, you should just be honest about it. Like be friends with them, whatever. But I just don't believe in having your cake and eat it too. I just think that's like gluttony. So just guys, players, I'm sorry, but I'm outing you. Number eight, if he disappears or ghosts you, first of all, don't take it personally. A lot of times in general, okay, because I feel like this happens with friendships too. If your friend ghosts you or they're like going through some shit, like nine times out of 10, they're going through something. Like I remember in college once they're like, have you guys seen like, I almost said her name, but have you guys seen so-and-so? And I'm like, no. But she was going through her own things. She didn't want to drink. She didn't want to go out. She was trying to save money, lose weight. She was going to be graduating in two semesters. Like, so she was kind of like ghosting us because she didn't want to be around the craziness. Like, didn't want to be out until three, four o'clock in the morning, hung over the next day. And I get it. So the thing is, I guess relating it to a man, if he disappears or ghosts you, that just, I mean, that just literally showed you what you need to know. He's not into you. He's not into you. If he disappears or ghosts you, number one, don't take it personally. You never know what somebody has going on. So that's like probably the main thing that I see with this younger generation is ghosting is like, is normal. Like you just ghost people. And like, I had to like literally talk to one of my friends about this, one of my younger friends about this and be like, so like, what is it? And She's like, sometimes it's just like not about that though. Like sometimes it's not even about you. So I understand that. Like sometimes you just need to work on yourself or sometimes you just need to put your energy into other categories in your life. It could be health. It could be um, your job. It could be a relationship. So don't take it personally. But at the end of the day, (laughs) he literally disappeared. So that tells you what you need to know. He's not into you. If he disappears, if he ghosts you, fuck him. So anyways, number nine, if he's married, oh my God. So first of all, free love is real love. I get it. There are so many girls that reach out. There are even people that are like in the middle of getting a divorce, reaching out to me, all these questions. Here's what I really have to say. I don't care if you're in a relationship, halfway out of a relationship in it, but not really in it whatever weird fucking mess you got yourself into, that's on you. Telling you right now, self-respect above all is king. 
You just can't, it doesn't matter how attracted you are to a person. It doesn't matter how much you click or if you're soulmates or whatever. If he's married, leave him the fuck alone. He's just not into you. You need to just label him as that. Why? Because he's married, because he's made his bed and he laid in it. And that's where he is. So that's what I'm trying to say. You hear these stories or you watch these movies of like, well, then they got a divorce and they ended up getting married and they lived happily ever, ever, happily ever after. That usually only happens in like 3% of cases. So don't be the exception. Don't be the person that like he had to leave and then come get and like all this drama had to happen. Like be exceptional. Like you're not the exception. You're fucking exceptional. So don't accept anything unless it's exceptional. And I'm telling you, it doesn't matter how you feel. Feelings change all the time. So if he's married, if she's married, they're not into you because they're, they're already, they're there. And let me tell you something. That's another reason that I feel like it's so important to just like, look at the black and white picture. Like I know that we see all these gray, 50 shades of gray. You see all these different stories, but in reality, just always look at reality. Is he committed to another person? That is your answer. Doesn't matter if he's happy. His happiness is none of your fucking business. Your happiness is your business. So trust me. Number 10, if he's selfish, a jerk, or an asshole, or she, if somebody is fucking rude to you, they're not into you. That's not flirting. I know we hear, okay, if a guy pulls your hair and like, you know, you're like three, oh, he's being really mean to me. That means he likes you. Never say that to a little girl. Don't ever say that to her. That sets her up to think like, oh my God, like, all right. So if someone's mean to me, if a guy is mean to me, that means he likes me. No, that means he's immature. He doesn't know what to do with his feelings yet. And you need to teach him how to treat you. So if he's selfish, a jerk, an asshole, pulls your hair, does something weird, you need to be like, don't do that one time. I swear to God. So this is like a weird story. Stop. I had this kid, I'm not going to name his name, but he was in this like, whatever, we were in college and he was in my class. And I thought he was really cute. Like I thought he was cute, whatever. And he definitely like, I could tell he thought I was cute. Anyways, we were just friends. He was in our group of friends. Like we went in a big circle, whatever. And he was in class and poked me with a pen to try to like flirt with me. But he actually like fucking stabbed me. Like it literally hurt. And I was like, what the fuck was that? Like I didn't even hesitate. And my friend was like peeing her pants because she was like, Oh my God, he definitely was like trying to flirt with you and it went so bad, but it went so bad. Like I felt like I was bleeding and I freaked out on him. I was like, dude, that is not how you get my attention. Like don't fucking stab me. Like what was that? So anyways, never be afraid. I don't care if he's slightly into you. If you're like, oh, well he poked you with the pen because he likes you. Fuck no. My self-respect is way more important than this fucking little kid that I don't know. So anyways, if he acts weird and does something weird, he's not into you or he just doesn't know what to do. So in that case, just label him under. He's not into you because he needs to grow up. So the next thing is the last thing I'll say, exception to the rule. This rarely exists. So I'm going to tell you right now, you have all these movies that you watch and you see all these fantasies about like, this happens. And then this love story. And it's always the love triangle. You ever see that? It's always the love triangles that like make the best TV that make the best, whatever. But let me tell you, 
That is called the exception to the rule. People say this all the time because it's like, it's the, it's the person that was the exception. Like, like, okay, like normally in normal terms, that would never happen. Like he would, you know, this person wouldn't leave that person to be with that. Like, and then it happens in the movies or you hear that it happens to like your friend's friend's aunt's cousin. And it's like, everyone just settle down for a second. Be exceptional, not the exception. You don't want that in your life. You don't want that weird story. When your kids ask, how did you guys meet? Do you want to be like, well, we're like partying on a boat and like he had a girlfriend, but then like I stole him. Is that what you want your story to be? Like, be exceptional, be the, be, be magnetizing, be the person that he was like, oh my God, like I saw her from across the room and I just like everything blanked out and I just went right towards her. Like, don't you want that to be your story? So stand out, be exceptional, have standards. So we're going to get into that right now. All right. 10 standard girl code commandments. And I don't care if you're in a relationship, maybe you forgot. Maybe you're like, I don't even know what my standards are. I've been like with the same person forever. Let me just help you right now. Number one, self-respect in all areas of your life. If it makes you feel uncomfortable, if it makes you feel disrespected, drop it. No questions. There are no questions, no, no comments, no concerns. The friendship, the job, the relationship, the whatever weird situation that had you out here feeling like less, drop it. Have the most respect for yourself and other people will too. It doesn't matter if they like you or hate you. Respect is something that you cultivate within you that makes other people respect you for the fact that you respect yourself enough. Do you know what I'm saying? A lot of people, it's not self-love. It's self-respect that you forget. So number one, self-respect. Number two, you are a catch. So 10 standards to have in girl code. You are the catch. I just said it. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. Depending on the energy will depend on what role you're going to play in the cat and mouse game. So the thing is, you are the catch. Just remember that. I think this is more geared towards women, but I understand that like, you know, same sex relationships. So it's all about the energy. But I think no matter if you're the chaser or you're the attractor, you have to understand that either way you're a catch. So whether you're the person going for it or whether you're the person that's attracting it, you both need to feel like you're a catch, that you have value, that you have something to bring to the table. That's really where the self-confidence comes from. So repeat after me. I will not go out with a man or a woman that hasn't asked me out first. So the reason I say this, and you're like, oh my God, but what if this person's shy? And I have that question at the end. Somebody wrote in about that. I'm going to talk about that in a second. But here's the thing. These are standards. Really think about it. Again, back to your story, back to being exceptional. What do you want your story to be? You saw him in the bookstore, you see him here, you see him there, you kind of like, you smile at him, you're like, hey. There's, and let me tell you something, there's a difference between walking up to somebody and talking to them first, because I used to do that all the time, but if they're not making the move, they're not making the move, it's their loss. Like, you can't be the one making all the moves. That's how you set up the standard of like, you are not the catch, you're the catcher. So do you want to be the catcher or you want to be the catch? So yeah, smile, say hi, say hello, flirt if you want to, bat your eyelashes. But 
repeat after me. I will not go out with a man that hasn't asked me out first. I feel like it's like almost like a traditional thing that is lost. It's like if a guy really wants to date you, he will ask you out. If he doesn't, he's a pussy. Okay. If he doesn't, he is either being too shy or he's just not that into you. So you are the catch. So number one, self-respect. Number two, you are the catch. You're not the catcher. This isn't fucking softball. You're the catch. Number three, you are a priority. Say it with me, ladies. You are a priority. Now, let me just separate this out. There's a difference between being needy as fuck. Like, you know who you are. Stop doing that. It's not attractive. Number two, there's also a difference between feeling like you're a burden. Okay? So don't be needy. Don't feel like you're a burden. At the end of the day, know your priorities. You are your first priority. So if you're expecting somebody else to fill up your cup, that's where you become needy. If you feel like you're not enough, that's when you feel like you're a burden. So number one, make yourself a priority before you are somebody else's priority. That's how you become the priority because you are prioritizing correctly. So let's say it again. Let's reel it in. This means that you have a healthy relationship with family and friends and health and wellness and self-care and self, all these things. You're taking care of your mentality. Maybe you do a yoga class and hate it. I don't know, but you're out there. You're making yourself a priority. You're trying, you're doing things for yourself that generate this self-respect, self-love. You are prioritizing things that are important to you. It could be your job. It could be a hobby. It could be your friend. It doesn't matter what it is, but if you have your priorities straight, you will always be a priority. You'll be a great catch and you'll also be probably a big part of that person's life. You'll be the number one priority. So let me tell you, I will not go out with a man who keeps me waiting by the phone, by the text, by the DM, by the whatever. Let's say it again. I will not go out with a man who keeps me waiting by the phone, by the text, by the DM, by the whatever. You are a priority. Don't let anybody treat you like you're not. If you are waiting around, that tells me that you don't even prioritize yourself. So get a new hobby, start fucking knitting if you need to, but you should never be a waiting around for someone to just come rescue. You should never be waiting around for anything. Get out there, have fun. Your life begins when you actually start living it. So number four, you don't play games. You don't have time to play games. These are children. These are children's activities. You are not a game. I will not. So say it with me. I will not date a man who isn't sure if he wants to date me. Listen, let him and his fucking diary and his therapist figure it out. You are not a game. This is not a game. Your life is not a game. Your heart is not a game. Your mind is not a game. You are not a game. Don't play games. Don't play games. I think here's the thing. Females love to play games. So it's very easy to get wrapped up in a man's game. I don't know. I'm not sure. It's back and forth. And we like to do that. We're like, okay, he didn't text me. So I'm just going to like ghost him for like a week and see if he learned his lesson. But it's like, don't give into the childish games. Like when you are childish and you play games, you attract people that play games. So when you stop playing games, you will notice 
a, a big difference in your DMs. Now, okay, you're going to notice a big difference in the type of guys that you start to attract. It's almost like you had all these child man childs. Yeah, is that a thing? You have all these like little man children around you and they're all playing games because you're playing games. You're still kind of immature, but then you kind of level up. For me personally, it was like right towards the end of college slash getting out of college that I was like, I'm kind of done with this stupid game. It's like you go from like, all right, nobody's really dating, but like we're kind of feeling people out. We're seeing if we like them, kind of go on dates, you kind of date someone for a few months. Everything's kind of, you know, we're kind of doing this. And then eventually you go like, I don't want to play games. I want to be in a relationship or I don't, right? So that's what I'm trying to say is establish your game. Do you want to play games? Maybe you do. Then that's what you're going to attract. Do you want a relationship? Then that's what you'll attract. But you can't have these games going on or immature ways of being and thinking going on and feeling like, oh, I'm going to attract this like great person that doesn't want to play games. If you don't want to attract a person that isn't sure if they want to date you, then stop being so unsure if you want to date other people or if you want to be in a relationship. Because once I decided like, oh, you know what? I I don't want to be in a relationship. I just want to like focus on my career. That was what was so funny is I started to attract serious people. So other people that were not in relationships that were serious about their careers, that's who I started to attract. So that was funny because I wasn't even looking for a relationship. It just happened based on my own actions. So I'm telling you right now, if you are always looking around and you're looking around the corner for the next best thing, that's why you keep attracting that. But when you get serious about your life, you prioritize your goals and you're like, you know what? I don't, I don't really want to play games. I don't know if I want a relationship, but I know I don't want to be playing games and like, I don't really care. So once you decide, I don't really care if I have different people texting me. Cause I think that's the thing in college. It's like, you do have multiple people always texting you. It's like, and that's the whole ghosting thing that I think is going around with like the younger people right now is you are constantly used to having so much attention from so many other people in general that it's hard to simmer down and be like, you know what? I don't really need all this attention. I only need a couple good friends or I only need, you know, X, Y, Z. I think settling down from like being on the scene and being, you know, popular and, and having all these DMs, I think once you like, are like, okay, I need to like prioritize my life, get my money up, focus on my career, focus on my health. Once you start doing that, that's when you start to attract somebody with similar values. But when you're playing games, that's why you attract somebody that you're not sure if he wants to date you or not, because you're not even sure that's your energy too. So number four, don't play games unless you want to. And if I'm going to give you a real girl code commandment is you are not a game. So don't treat yourself like a game and say it after me. I will not date a man who isn't sure if he wants to date me. Number five, you are a female. So you are naturally um, like a sexual being just because you have the ability to create. So let me just throw it out there. It's all about masculine and feminine energy. I get it. But women are natural creators. Like this is what we do. We're the attractors, we're the creators, we're the, we're the destroyers, we're the rebuilders, we're the transformational beings of this earth. So repeat after me, I will not date a man who makes me feel sexually undesirable. So there are so many times I have people write in about this. 
If somebody doesn't like the way you fucking look, they're shallow as fuck. Do not date them. Do not change your body for somebody. Do not change your eyes for somebody. Don't put contacts in. Don't dye your hair. Are you fucking kidding me? If somebody is not feeling you on an energetic level, they don't deserve to be with you. Period. Sex, S-E-X, is sex is sacred energy exchange. That's what that stands for. That means that two energetic vibrations come together. That's what that is. So it's either fire, flames, magic, or it's going to be like the most boring experience of your life. Let me help you out. Don't ever be with somebody that makes you feel less than desirable. But I will say that starts with you. That starts with owning your creative power, owning your your beauty that comes from within, your energetic vibration that is sending out love and sending out, you know, purity, sending out light. Like you have to own your own light being before you can even have somebody else appreciate it. So that's the number one thing. If you are a female, you are not, this is your natural presence. That's why I say females attract. It's not hard. Females are naturally beautiful, natural creators. You know what I mean? It's not hard for you to attract. So that's the thing I'm trying to give you back is your own self-confidence to be like a magnet. You know, don't be afraid to be yourself. Don't be afraid to be 150% yourself and put that energy out there. Like not in a way where it's like, it's, you know, you want to attract everything, but you're just, you feel beautiful. You feel confident and the right people will notice that about you. But I would never, oh my God, I would never want to be with somebody that makes me feel less than what I am. And we started that with that one thing in the beginning because it's so important. Like own your energy, own your power. You're a f- like you're fucking dynamite. So like just remember that about yourself and when somebody and here's the thing, this is actually like a true story. There are certain men, I'm going to give you a little tip. Little tip, I had this guy do this to me. So I was like fresh out of college, selling cars, whatever, met this guy. He worked in like the financial district in Boston, whatever. And he invited me out for drinks with my friends. And I was like, all right. And when you're young, you don't really, you don't really know people yet. So anyways, we go there and my friends are obviously excited. Like, dude, financial district, like he's probably rolling. He's probably at the bank. And I'm like, yeah, I'm really excited. So we go, stop. When you're young, you're attracted to stupid things like money. Money doesn't matter. But when you're young, you're like somebody that's like a standard. It's like he has to have a lot of money. So anyways, we go and he his attitude changed in front of his friends. He started to I don't even know how to I can't even like really give you an example, but he basically started to try to play on what he felt was my insecurity, not realizing how fucking intelligent I am. So I was like. Oh, so I started, so I started doing it back, but like to his friends and then his friends started to feel like what what the fuck is happening here. And anyways, long story short, he ended up calling me like two days later and he called and he was like, Hey, what's up? You know, let's go out again. So I decided, all right, I'll give him like a second chance. I meet up with him. He's doing it again. So basically he was, he was trying to make me feel insecure to have power over me, if that makes sense. Like he was trying to play on, on what he perceived or my insecurities to try to make me feel less confident. 
And I picked up on that immediately. So let me tell you, especially beautiful girls, beautiful girls, guys love to do this. They see that you're beautiful. They see you have it going on and they love to try to attack an area or an area that you never noticed before. Like they might say something about your hair or your clothes or your nail color. Like they'll just start to say stuff about you to make you feel less than you are. And the reason I'm bringing this up is it's so important that you remember who you are as a person, that you remember that you are presence, that you are confident, that you are loving, that you are so much more than what anybody says about you. Like it doesn't matter what people say about you. So I just wanted to throw that out there because I've had that happen to me before. That's like a definite thing that a lot of girls don't know about. It's especially with powerful men that do this. So I'm just throwing it out there. If he has a lot of money or if he's really successful, he lo- they that's what they love to do. They love to find a beautiful and or intelligent girl and try to make them feel like they're not beautiful or intelligent. It's like a power thing. They just want to feel like they have something above you. So throwing that out there, if you're dating an asshole right now and you're like, I don't get it. Like sometimes he's nice and then other times he picks me apart. He's deeply insecure and feels outshined by you. And that's why he does it. So Holla back. Number six, you deserve presence. So repeat after me. I will not date a man who drinks or does drugs to an extent that makes me uncomfortable. So again, I've experienced this. Um, you deserve presence. Okay. So when somebody wants to get to know you and, and be around you and love you and respect you, they want to be with you. Now, before you think I'm being like goody two shoes here, it's fun to have drinks. It's fun to go out. I'm talking about anything that's like really unhealthy. Like they're out clubbing all the time. They're constantly on drugs. Like that's a really bad sign. You know, if you can't even take a break and get a good night's sleep, that's like, are you even present with me? Like if you're not present with yourself, you can't be present with anybody else. So girls that are in college, listen up. If he's the guy that's fucking wasted every single time, which who are we to talk, right? We like to go out. We like to have fun but I'm talking like every single time, like he's not even being present around you. That's not good. Number six, you deserve presence. So just make sure that you are remembering that you deserve peace and honesty and clarity in your life. So number seven, you deserve clarity. Clarity being huge. So repeat after me, I will not be with a man who's afraid to talk about our future. Again, I've experienced this and this is something that I was constantly like, do you want to get married? Do you want to buy another house? Do you want to have three kids or five kids or two? Like, what do you want to do? Number seven, you deserve clarity. You deserve clarity and honesty. It doesn't matter how uncomfortable that conversation could be. Maybe they don't want to get married. Maybe they don't want to have kids, but you deserve clarity. You deserve clarity. You know, maybe you're dating and you're like, so we've been dating for six months. Like, do you want to make it official? Either way, you deserve the answer. So this is what I'm saying. You deserve clarity and honesty. As long as you're being clear and honest, there's no reason you shouldn't get that back in return. So I will not be with a man who's afraid to talk about our future. I get it. It's a lot of pressure. It can be a lot of pressure. But let me tell you something. It doesn't matter what the answer is. You deserve clarity. Never feel like you don't. Never feel like you need to sit around and fucking bake cookies until he realizes you're the best. Mm -mm. 
You deserve clarity. If he's not giving you clarity, revert back to number one, self-respect, move along. Number eight, you are not a second, a, a second option. No second chances. So this is how I feel. Um, first of all, in the workplace, there are certain times with friendships and different stuff. And we can even look at my relationship. We gave him a second chance. But here is how I will say this. <laughs> Number one, I will not under any circumstance spend my precious time with a man who has already rejected me. So this is why I'm saying you are not a second option and there are no second chances. Because once somebody has blatantly rejected you, that is your answer. You don't need to go back to question two and see if you circled A or B. You know the fucking answer. They literally circled it for you. If you've been rejected by a person, do not waste your precious time. And now here's the thing. Second chances are a little bit different. You know, if you guys were having trouble and then you decide to get back together, we'll be talking about that in the questions. It's a little bit different. But I'm talking about someone who blatantly, I'm talking in high school, you had a crush on this guy. He blatantly was fucking rude to you, disrespectful, rejected you. Now you're out of college, you're making bank, you're looking like fire. And he wants to, what, what message you? Say hi? Say you look ballin'? Get the fuck out of here. No, you are not a second option. There are no second chances. There, because you don't need a second answer. What do you need? What do you need to hear? When people show you who they are, believe them the first time, or you'll be in illusion land trying to make them into something that they're not. Just believe them. Okay, you're an asshole. Believe them. Oh, okay, you want to ghost me? Believe them. Oh, okay, you want to reject me? Believe them. You are not a second option. So no second chances. Number nine, you deserve to be someone's one and only. So repeat after me, ladies. I will not date a man who is married. How about that? You deserve to be someone's one and only. Really, really think about this. I have so many people reach out about this. I get it. Divorces are ugly. They're expensive. They take time. Guess what? You can wait. Do you want to be somebody's one and only or do you want to be a second option? You want to be a back burner option? You want to be a can he puts on the shelf? Or do you want to be the one he's obsessed with that he can't live without? If you want to be somebody's one and only, you have to be your own one and only. You have to hold yourself at a higher standard and be like, bitch, I don't play that game. I'm not second. I'm not third. I'm number one. So if you're number one, own that and do yourself a favor. Do not date people that are in relationships. Do not date people that are married. Don't even allow your brain to go there. Don't even allow your mind to build a fantasy that is never going to happen. You deserve to be someone's one and only. Keep it that way. These are the girl code commandments. So the last one is you have integrity. You deserve integrity. Repeat after me. I will not be with a man who is not clearly a good, kind, loving person. Now, we we're just talking about second option, second chances, talking about rejection, all these different things. The reason my now fiance got a second chance is because he was clearly a good, kind, loving person deep down. I knew that was there. That is the only fucking reason he got a second chance. So let me tell you right now, be exceptional, not the exception. He's not the exception. He's exceptional. That's why he got that second chance. And that's why I'm telling you, if you have integrity, you deserve integrity. 
And if you notice that somebody else has integrity, they deserve integrity. So repeat after me. I will not be with somebody who is not clearly a good, kind, loving person. If you ever fail to see this in somebody, if you are blinded by the lights, he has a nice car, he has a lot of money, he does this, he travels here, he does whatever it is that you're blinded by the light. Maybe it's his smile, maybe it's his sparkling eyes, maybe it's his abs. Just remember that the quality of a person, the core of a person, is what you actually end up being with. That impacts your psyche, it impacts your mental health, it impacts your physical being, it impacts your wellness. So do not be with somebody who's not clearly a good, kind, loving person. How do you know this? Pay attention to how they treat the waiter. There are so many times I've been on a date that they never got a second date because of the way they talk to the waiter. I just was so disgusted that I was like, I can't believe you think that I think this is cool. Or you think that I think that like I'm better than this person. I'm just saying morals, standards, character never fade. So if you are respectful, if you're nice, if you're good hearted, if you're kind, if you're loving, those are the values that you want to align with. So not only do you want to be that type of person, but if you are being like that, you will attract that. And in the case that you don't, just don't give them a second date. Like you deserve integrity. You know, he might have hit every single box. He might have been, you know, this tall, this charming, has this job and whatever. And I get it. It's important to have goals and have things in life and have your priorities straight. But I'm telling you, nothing is more important than integrity. Nothing is more important than dignity. So if you want to be with somebody that is going to allow you to grow as a person and have self-love and self-respect and all that good stuff, you deserve someone with integrity that already has those values as well. So guys, hopefully I gave you a crazy podcast on resetting your standards, the girl code commandment, what's up, and also letting you know when he's not into you because I do get so many questions. People are so confused about it, but like, let me just give you a list really quick. If you forgot anything that I said, be exceptional. You are not the exception. I hear this all the time. I'm the exception to the rule that rarely exists. That's like 3% of stories. And most of them are just Hollywood movies. You don't want to be the exception. Why would you want that to be your story? He left this person for me. Like you don't want that to be your story. He either knew it or he didn't, or he missed it. Either way, you're exceptional. So don't go back in life, push forward. You are not the exception you are exceptional. Always remember that. So guys, self-respect being the most important. And now we're going to get into questions. We'll get into our little tarot cards. And of course, you can check me out on YouTube. I've been doing like the daily oracle cards. Let me know what you think about that. It's just like energy reading, reading the cards, doing a nice little message for the day. It takes about five minutes. So search me on YouTube. Chelsea Swift is your spirit animal. Let's get into these questions. So the first one, which now that you know this information, and by the way, these are anonymous, okay? So if you write in, I'm never going to say your name and I'm never going to say where you're from. I'm not going to say your age. I'm never going to get into too much detail. I don't even read your full paragraphs that you send me. I just basically highlight what needs to be said. Um, so if you're writing about your family member, like people literally give names, like locations, and I'm like, okay, we're not going to do all this because... If they're listening, they know it's them. So 
unless you want me to shout you out, I'm happy to do that. But guys, if you write in, just understand this is general. I'm never going to say it out loud. It's anonymous. So your secrets are safe with us. So hit me up, chelseaswiftblog.com, right in, let me know what's up. So let's just keep going. So anyways, basically the first question was you keep DMing and he doesn't answer only at certain times. So I feel like I need more information to be honest. Like now that I said, everyone gives too much information with this one. It was just kind of like very generic. Like, so I keep DMing this guy and like, he only answers at certain times. I don't really know if he's into me. So here's the thing. There's a few things happening here. Maybe, and, and I don't know how well you know him. If you ask him questions, if you know about his job, like my first thing is he's either dating somebody else, doesn't like you, or he works weird hours or all three. So for real, he either is dating someone else. So he can only talk to you like when she goes to work or is sleeping, or he doesn't like you. So he's only talking to you when he's bored, or he genuinely works weird hours or long hours, or he's really busy. So he can actually only talk to you at certain times. I'm a forward person. I think it just works out better in the end for both parties. A lot of people, or a lot of women are too afraid to be like, forward. And so what I would just say is if you really don't know, like, here's the thing. Are you bothered by this? Does it bother you? I mean, you're writing to me, so it probably does. You know, if it bothers you to the extent that you're worried, that's different. But if it bothers you to the, to the extent that you feel disrespected or you feel like, oh, he's just not that into me, just clarify before you cut it off. I would just say, hey, I noticed you only text me at eight o'clock or I noticed you only text me at three. Like, just, I would just say, try to get some more information. You know, does he work different hours, whatever it is. But listen, at the end of the, at the end of the day, women, I feel like we all forget, ready? Vibes don't lie. Intuition doesn't lie. Your intuition doesn't lie. If something feels off, it's off. Women will go, but I don't know, but trust it. Trust the gut, trust the intuition. When something's off, it's off. That's all I got to say. But anyways, he could be a nice guy working just weird hours, working so hard. So I would just be forward about it. And I would totally be like, Hey, notice you're only texting me at like certain times. Like, but it just depends, you know, I need more information. How long has it been? Do you know anything about him? Is it serious? Like, so anyways, write me back. Let me know. The next thing is you feel like you have a special connection with someone, but he's married. Okay. What did, what did we say today? I mean, I feel like I went through the commandments, but I'm going to say it again. He's married. So you probably just like the idea or certain traits. And you probably like the idea that he's not exactly available. Any girl I've ever met that goes for married men have commitment issues. I'm just telling you right now, any girl I've ever met, any guy I've ever met that wants to be with somebody that's already married, basically likes the idea of it and likes certain traits of that person that they would like to see themselves with, but they don't actually do it because they have commitment issues find a real connection. That's what I would say. It's okay to admire qualities. It's okay to admire a person, but you just simply can't build a real connection like that. And what did we say? I will not date a man who is married, like have some standards. So you deserve better girl. I'm just saying, I get it. Let me tell you something. If it's meant to be, it'll always be clearly it's not meant to be. So move along find someone with a real connection and just maybe look at your own commitment issues. Look at why you 
are attracted to that. Like, why do you like people that are already committed? Is this a pattern? Because nine times out of 10, it is. If you like married men, it's a pattern because you have commitment issues. So focus on finding a real connection and understand that you deserve better. So the next question, guys, we are having such a Friday. So rebuilding a relationship after a few breakups, what would be your advice? Da, da, da. So obviously this is not new territory for me, but here's what I would really say because I'm very honest about it, but this is so true. In the very beginning of like getting back together, I didn't do this at first. So this is actually really good advice. Do not sit down and say, we're getting back together until you both can really truly from your heart and your head and your soul really say, we're going to start fresh and we're going to bury the past. We didn't do that at first. So it was definitely rocky getting back together at first. Definitely. But what I can say is if you can't get there, if you really can't sit down in both two people, doesn't matter who's wrong, does not matter who's wrong, doesn't matter. You both have to say, I forgive you. I'm sorry. I love you. Let's start over. You have to do that. Like you have to let it go. Otherwise, it's like you have all these ghosts in your relationship. Like you have all these, um, what is it? Like you just have all this negative energy in your shit. So you just have to start over. Like if you're really going to give someone a second chance, it needs to be a clean slate. And that's why I said, you know, we did talk about second chances. Like that is very much like it needs to be an exceptional person to get a second chance. So I'm just saying you really have to start over, start fresh, bury the past, forgive, forget, and move on to new memories, happiness, all that stuff. So what I would say is if you can't get there, like if one person's like, I forgive you, let's start over. And then the person's like, I'm not really there yet. You know what? My heart still hurts. Like if you're on that level, see a therapist. A lot of people don't want to see a therapist. You know what they are there for? To be the compromise that you don't have yet. To be the translator that you can't translate yet. One person might be saying the same thing as you in a different language. And you guys just can't, you can't hear each other. Do you know what I mean? So a therapist is literally like the mediator of your conversations that never have a solution. So every couple has that, like an issue arises and it's hard to come to an agreement or a compromise. If that's happening, don't be afraid to see a therapist. They're just going to help you talk to each other a little bit better, help you see things that you're not seeing a little bit clearer. So don't be afraid to do that. Um, but yeah, I would just say you, you have to forgive from your heart. You can't just be like, I forgive you. Mm -mm. Go to the deep place cry if you need to, be really infuriated by everything that happened, you know, allow yourself to feel, to heal, all that stuff. But you know what? Eventually, life is too short. It's not worth holding it above someone's head because that's what I'm trying to tell you. If you really want to rebuild a relationship after a few breakups, no matter what happened, you can't be holding things above her head or above his head like, oh, well, remember when you did this? Remember when you, you can't do that. It's never going to work. So if you want a healthy restart, just start over, start fresh and bury the past. Just like completely murder it, bury it, keep it over there. But you don't want to keep revisiting something that's never going to bring you 
closer together and rebuild the connection. So that's what I would say. You both have to truly say, I forgive you. I'm sorry. I love you. Let's start over. And that's when you can truly rebuild a relationship. And that's any relationship. That's a friendship. That's anything that you're going through. You have to get to that place where both parties are willing to put the swords down and start again. So this next one, can I ask him out first? Oh yeah. So this was the question I actually wanted to talk about on here because it comes up so much and I get it. I'm a forward person, but I definitely, even as forward as I can be, I don't believe in like asking the guy out first. Let me tell you, everyone is different. Okay. Energy is different. Some people can be too shy. So if you feel like he's too shy, which is, is, this is like a very, very, very small, 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 tiny percent. Okay. Because I feel like we love to give people excuses, especially women. We're compassionate. So we have empathy. We want to, that's a feminine quality, by the way. So when I'm saying feminine, I just mean feminine energy. So like your feminine energy just wants to just give people the benefit of the doubt all the time. Right. So you might be like, well, maybe he's too shy to ask me out. If you're doing that, stop. Don't ask him out. But if you genuinely, you're like, I know him enough to know that he's probably not going to ask me out. Like if you've gotten to know him and you know that he's shy and you know he's not going to do it, then maybe proceed. But I would just say most of these situations are not like that. Most of these situations are you not being asked out by the guy that you really want. So now you're starting to chase him. So this is a definite no. Can I ask him out first? No, definitely not. Men chase, women attract. Attract him. And if he's not attracted to you, why would you want why would you want to be with somebody that's not attracted to you? So if you are like, okay, I'm going to listen to Chelsea, self-respect. I am a catch. I am a priority. I am not a game. I am female energy. I deserve pre- presence. I deserve clarity. I deserve honesty. I am not a second option. You know, I deserve to be the one and only. I have integrity. Now you're ready to attract. Now you're ready to attract somebody with quality. But if you're sitting there, I'm half a catch. I'm half a priority. I don't know if I'm a game. I don't know if I'm if if I'm beautiful, if I'm if I have sexual energy. I don't I don't know. I don't know if I deserve presence. I don't know if I deserve honesty. Maybe I deserve lies. Like if you're up in that field of energy, that's what you're attracting. You're attracting all those fucking weirdos. You don't want to be with a fucking weirdo. So Ladies, men, everyone that has commenced, guys, I love you so much. Thank you for listening. Today was all about just giving you the honest girl talk, girl code, one-on-one. This is truly, if I was your best friend sitting down with you right now, which we basically are, this is what I would say to you. This is what I would say to you. I'm all about improving myself because I know that that is the key to happiness, health, wealth, prosperity. When you drop the ball on self-respect, it will all fall. Everything, career, friendship, everything will fucking go to shit. So I'm telling you right now, you have to prioritize your respect, your love, put yourself first, make sure you know you're a catch, make sure you know you're a priority. Don't play games. Don't be a game. Don't even step on the field. Like you're here to attract quality. And once you believe your quality, that's when you will attract it. But you've got to put these standards 
into place. And again, I'm not telling you how to live your life. By the way, let's little sidestep disclaimer that I forgot to do in the beginning. I don't, I don't care what your relationship, you could be married and in an open relationship. You could be, I don't care what your lifestyle is like. I don't care. I'm saying you have to have some type of standards for yourself. I gave you some ideas today. Here's 10 girl talk, girl code, standard commandments that I feel like you should have for yourself, but you are allowed to create those for yourself. So create the life that you want to create the standard that you feel like serves your personality best. But I just, I really think that a lot of us have a hard time realizing like, hmm, maybe he's not that into me. And honestly, maybe I'm not attracting the best guy. So if you forget anything I ever said, number one, self-respect, have respect for yourself. Anytime, it really doesn't matter. If you're in a meeting and you feel disrespected, like you just have to know when you are in a disrespectful situation that doesn't serve you. You could be in the middle of a conversation and then the vibe could be off. Don't be around those people. Don't be, don't work that job. Quit the job. If it's disrespectful, quit. Like seriously, I'm not even kidding. Anything that jeopardizes your self-respect has no room in your life. If you have a boyfriend that's disrespectful, dump him. If you have a friend that makes fun of you and it's like not even like funny, it's like mean, ditch them. Like, that's what I'm trying to say. Your self-respect is going to dictate so much in your life. So never be afraid to stick up for yourself and have respect for yourself and say, excuse you, don't talk to me like that. Or excuse you, I was speaking. You know, don't be afraid to have your respect. So anyways, it goes both ways because once you have respect for yourself, you have respect for other people. I feel like that is such a, it's like a, you know, the flow of life. It's like when you can respect yourself, you respect other people. You know, when you have boundaries for yourself, you respect other people's boundaries. When you don't have respect for yourself or your own boundaries, you're more likely to cross other people's because you just, you don't have any for yourself. So set those boundaries, set that respect, and also just have respect for your fellow compadres, boundaries. It's all good. So guys, let's just get into our quick little Oracle cards. You can check these out on YouTube. Also, let me know what you think of the cards, the new cards that I got. Oh, T. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, so our message for today. So by the way, I just read the energy. I just try to look at what the energy kind of conveys and what it's saying. And what I'm really getting today is taking time out to really value yourself will really help you radiate a little bit further. So like what I'm really getting is if you take time out for yourself today and allow yourself to kind of uniquely tune in to your own energy you'll realize how important it is to be unconventional in your way of being and also allow other people to be unconventional in their way of being. So like everybody has unique qualities that are part of their life purpose or your life purpose. So like, it's okay to feel different from others. It's okay to feel different from others. The only person that needs to value your self-worth is you. So if you want to have healthy relationships 
It's allowing yourself to live unconventionally and others to live unconventionally as well. I also think that in order to release judgment from yourself and others, you really want to strive to focus on your life lessons. So anytime you're struggling with anything egotistically or anything in the mindset where you are, you know, you could be thinking negative or viewing the negatives in life and you're trying to change and you want to think positive and you want to have a better healthy communication with yourself and with other people that really begins by not comparing yourself to others and not judging yourself. So the comparison is what needs to stop. That's why I'm saying like the unconventional part is you allowing yourself to live in a way that serves you best while allowing other people to be happy and live in a way that serves them best. Because if we all had the same house on the same block, the same, you know what I mean? How is that going to make every single person happy to have the same exact thing? So don't compare yourself to others or judge yourself. Just focus on how far you've come and everything that you've learned in life, which is going to help you value your life lessons, your self-worth, your self-respect, you know, your capabilities, your um, ability to rise, ability to improve and all those good things. So guys, that is the message is really just value your self-worth today. Like you really have qualities that you probably are, are missing out on just because you're comparing it to somebody else's life. Everybody has their own. Okay. So the last thing I'm getting that I want to say too, is everybody has their own life journey. And I saw this quote the other day, it was on Oprah magazine, um, the inst her Instagram. And it said, basically it said, you know, you have to accept where you are consciously right now. And you have to accept what your life is right now. And if you ever second guess it, if you're like, well, what am I supposed to be experiencing right now? Because nine times out of 10, we can't be here. We want to be over there. We want to have more. We want to strive. We want to succeed. We want to achieve. So how do we be happy here and now? A big part of being conscious and happy with where you are now, even if it's not exactly where you want to be, is just realizing that it's the experience that you need to be having right now that's going to shape you into a better person. So I didn't love being overweight. I couldn't really under, I'm just, I'm just like throwing it out there on this one thing. During that chapter of my life, I was genuinely confused. I have always been an active, healthy, vibrant, exciting, like thriving person, right? I've always been out having fun. Lots of, lots of friends out having fun, out doing this, always working, always at the gym. I went from that to being like stagnant, slightly depressed, lots of anxiety in a dark space where I couldn't lose weight and had all this knowledge on how to take it off and it wouldn't fall off. And I remember being in that state in this, I call it like dark times. Like it was dark and I didn't love going through that, but now I know what it needed to show me. It needed to show me to put myself first, put my health first, put my self-love first, put my self-respect first, when that takes a back burner, you just are susceptible to all these other energies that don't serve you. When you are not respectful of yourself, other people won't be respectful of you. If you don't hold yourself in high regard, no, nobody else will. And if you put your health last, 
that's going to show up in your life. You're not going to be as healthy as you could be. So even though it was like a dark space, that's where I needed to be at that moment in my life to teach me the life lessons that I needed to learn. And obviously I really learned them because now I share them on a podcast that I couldn't predict, but that is 100% just a, you know, even, even with the breakup, like everything happens for a reason and you learn so much. So I guess I'm just going to say like, I don't care if you're living your best life or living your worst life, there is a lesson for you. So, you know, if you're struggling with weight loss, if you're struggling in your relationship, you're struggling with your career, there is a lesson right here. Even during this downtime where businesses had to learn how to quickly adjust and reconfigure, you know, there is a lesson here for all of us. I think one of the biggest lessons was support local business. I don't know if anybody else got that, but I was watching that. I was like, oh my God, it's so important to support your local businesses. But I think other than that, it was also important to really take time out to see where our our priorities actually were placed. And I think a lot of people do put career first. They do put finances first. And I think it was a rude awakening to realize that putting your health first is important. Putting your family first is important. Putting your friends first is important being a support system for your community is important. So I think no matter how ugly the situation may seem, even with COVID, it's like, wow, immunity is really important. And being kind to people and caring is really important. So I'm just saying that out of any type of dark, weird space and time, you can always find what the lesson is or what the blessing is, like what you're supposed to be learning. So Anyways, anybody that feels like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know if I'm on the path. You are on the path. How do you know? Because you're here. You're doing it. This is the path. You're supposed to be doing this right now. It's going to teach you a lesson. It's going to bring you to where you need to be. Trust me, when I was in dark times, I was like, so this is it. My life is over. I'm just going to be overweight and I'm just going to work a nine to five. And that's my life now. That's just, that's what I have to do. I have to have a 401k and I'm just going to eat my feelings. And this is my life. This is, this is what adults do. Adults get a good job, a good paying job, and they just show up and they just do it and they don't question anything. That's what my life was. And then I finally was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, this is not even in my personality. This is not who I am. I don't sit, kneel, stand for anybody. Like, what the fuck am I doing? So then I like snapped out of it and I rebuilt my life. But I'm telling you guys right now, it wasn't all butterflies. It required me to change, to level up, to have self-respect in areas that I didn't have them before, to change my standards, to question things, to realize when somebody is just not into you. So guys, hopefully we had the best podcast. And of course you can check me out on chelseaswiftblog.com. That's where I have all my blogs. If you haven't read like the three-day supermodel diet. You need to. It's like my number one blog over there right now. I also have skinny drinks, weight loss recipes, all that good stuff. And guys, I love you so much. Make sure you reach out to me. I just did. Like I said, I'm like obsessed with your stories. Like I am. If you're obsessed with the podcast, by the way, download the Anchor app and click support on it if you want to support me monthly. So basically I put out, I mean, I put out 10 plus podcast episodes like a month. So guys, support me, 
share it. If you're like, no, I'm broke. I can't support you. That's fine. Just share it with a friend, share it with three friends, share it with 10 friends, but it's all about building the authentic community. And if you like this vibe, someone else will definitely like it. So guys, hopefully you never question where you are in a relationship. You stop giving your energy to people that don't deserve it. And you remember our girl code 10 commandments. So guys, that's it for today. I'll see you in the next podcast. Bye.